guys, good morning and welcome. It's Sunday, April 18th. I'm Steve Diamond, he's Keith Pederis, and this is your Morning Card Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Your Morning Card or email us directly at yourmorningcard at gmail.com. Good morning, Keith, and welcome back. I know we've both been a little sick. We both got the COVID, man. How you feeling, brother? Hey, Steve. Nice to be back. Yes, it was too long. You know, right after our launch, we really both ran into COVID virus. Me, I think I got it first. And then yeah. after that, you got it. And it really just lasted for, you know, both of us, a total of a few weeks leading into good four weeks that we've been away from you guys. So uh, we're happy to be back. You know, mild cases overall, but we both had it, both felt symptoms. You know, I feel lucky overall, Steve, that that COVID virus that really has changed the world and shut down the world as we know it, so to speak, for over a year uh, that it went through our bodies and we did not really have much to say beyond some of the normal symptoms and a mild case. So, Steve, how about yourself? Glad to be back. Really nice talking to you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm coming off of it about a couple of weeks now, and uh, I, I was pretty sick for a few days there, and it was tough. Uh, tough going, man. It definitely uh, puts your, your uh, uh, you know, your mental health and your mindset kind of uh Often to a blunder, if you will. I mean, it's definitely a tough thing to to get through. But I'm glad that you and I are both back at it, and and uh, you know, feeling better and happy to uh, get out there and and do this this cast and and get this episode going. And you know, um, the other thing I want to I want to mention too is uh, you know, for those of you who are who are out there that um, haven't heard of our podcast, um, you know, our goal was to educate, share ideas, be an open forum for you, our listeners. And ask questions and learn with us as we grow together, increasing our knowledge of the big, bad world of sports betting. And as always, each and every episode, we'll have an industry discussion highlighting a topic in the sports betting industry. Along with that, we want to hear from you, our listeners, on what topics you'd like to discuss and may be of interest to you. Um, all right, guys, so something that uh, Keith and I haven't started off yet with um, this year is we're going to start introducing a portion of our show called What Did We Learn? And that's where Keith is going to give us a quick update on industry news, past bets, recap of what we learned since our last episode. So, Keith, you're on the clock, man. Tell us what we, what did we learn. Yeah, Steve, so this, you know, it's been a long time. I Think about the Baylor Bears winning the NCAA basketball tournament. Want to get Indeed. your thoughts on that. Can think about the Colorado Avalanche being on a one hell of a run right now and, and being sidelined with COVID for at least three games. Yes, uh, sir. They're top players really coming into form, and that's really a fun team to watch. Grubauer seems to be the best goalie in the league right now, and the Avalanche are on a tear. Watch out. You've got – Jokic with the Nuggets uh, looking to be possible NBA MVP. Mm-hmm. Nuggets well deserved. strong squad, but you did see Jamal Murray tear his ACL. That's going to be a hindrance for the Nuggets. Uh, you're seeing guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron James make plans to return. Uh, the NBA is getting fun. Those little play-in games are going to be interesting. Got teams that Utah that 
are good. And uh, for me, Steve, you know, we're going to talk about the MLB today, but, you know, I wanted to mention that uh, since the last time we talked, we had Denver big news, soccer related, the CONCACAF Nations League, the first year of this tournament uh, with the international teams. They're going to host their semifinal and finals uh, there at Mile High Stadium on June 3rd and, and June 6th. So those are going to be massive matches here in Denver. Again, the first time ever that tournament is is uh, being held. So uh, the first final ever there in Denver. So really neat. Hopefully the U.S. Uh, maybe plays Mexico. It'll be a massive match. So Steve, excited to talk about MLB betting today with you. And, um, you know, since the last time we talked, that's also something that has started. And there's teams that have already kind of separated themselves and, um, you know, some fun races to be had as well. But overall, Steve, that is what did we learn? Yeah, Keith, uh, th- I appreciate that. And uh, a couple things I want to touch on too. Another big, big news in Denver is uh, the 2021 Major League Baseball All-Star Game has moved from Atlanta to Denver this year. Hell yeah, um, good point, really, man. Yeah. Really looking forward to that. And uh, you had actually mentioned the that Utah. That was a weird one. Moved out of Atlanta because of the, yeah. some sort of legality issues yeah, and some COVID politics. Wise, I believe. And- yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. I'm happy that it's coming to Denver, and it should be a lot of fun to watch. I'm actually trying to go to that game, Keith. I think you're trying to go with me, huh? Well, we'll see. I mean, that sounds like fun. I'd love to, but... Um, yeah. yeah, that's Another, a great one. One other thing I want to touch on briefly is uh, you had mentioned the Utah Jazz. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, a little bit of new ownership there. Dwayne Wade is now part ownership of the Utah Jazz. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, something a little bit different, um, some big news there in the NBA. So um, Interesting. Wanted, yeah, definitely wanted to touch on that briefly. But, um, cool. Um, so let's move into the segment, Keith. Um, you know, and, you know, this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Um, this is the segment. Um, this is our industry discussion. Um, this is time of the show where we take a topic from the world of sports and discuss, discuss its significance in the industry, keeping us informed, educated as a community. Uh, within the sports and sports betting industry. And then today's topic, Keith, is going to be Major League Baseball betting. We're really getting into the Major League Baseball season. It just started a couple weeks ago. Um, I actually was lucky enough to uh, go to opening day for the Rockies. They got a, a win against the Dodgers, their only win that weekend. They lost the next three straight, but uh, it was a good game to watch, and I was happy to be there. So, uh, Keith, why don't you start us off with some Major League Baseball betting and uh, give the listeners a little bit of insight. Yeah, weirdly enough, that all is, is been just a hell of a month, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, some of the MLB betting strategies that you want to know, guys, you know, and, and we want to hear what works for you. Uh, but these are some proven strategies that we want to make sure that you understand. You know, we're just like you, average Joes that are trying mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. better at this, you know, Indeed. trying to manage our bankroll, trying to find value, trying to find that edge. Uh, and we think that we have a handful of tips that will help you profit more so in the long run. And Steve, the one that I wanted to start out, probably the biggest overall is pitchers, starting pitchers and researching pitching trends. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. So overall, Steve, we know that every play in baseball starts with a pitch from the pitcher. And that means that quality matters. 
the location of their pitches matters. You need to look at all these things. So when you break it down, Steve, the one that I want to get us started with specifically is that if you want to do this correctly, you're going to want to look at splits stats is what it's called. So when you go into MLB or ESPN or any of your sources, the splits stats will show you various scenarios. And the key that you can look at right there is there's going to be tons of different advantages that you'll see right away. Um, Home and away splits. Or something mm-hmm. interesting that's kind of an easy one to go to right away to just see how they do on the road or at home. Um, there's going to be other specific splits that you can check out to see where pitching advantages can be found. Uh, Steve, starting pitching is huge. Oh, Talk yeah. about that. What do we know about pitching and the importance of pitching and the trends when it comes to betting? Yeah, really, you got to look at games. You know, one thing that I've learned lately is you got to look at games where the number five starting pitcher is playing against, you know, the club's ace pitcher, right? I mean, uh, it's not like in the NFL where the NFL, the quarterback, you know, Tom Brady, you've, you've got, uh, you know, these guys are going out there every game. They're, it's the same, same quarterback every game, right? But there's a different pitcher starting a game every day. And, you know, sometimes a number five pitcher is going against a number one pitcher. And those are things that you really need to look at, look at, focus on those for money line bets. You know, the biggest trend, too, that I want to focus on, Keith, is a new bullpen play into the 2021 season. Um, teams are really utilizing several pitchers for one and two innings of work. Um, you know, bullpens are important to talk about. Man, um, isn't whether- that an interesting strategy? It really is. It really is because I don't find it as fun to watch. It could be a bit wacky, but it's it's a strategy and that's what baseball is. Well, here's the thing you have to understand about baseball is the first five innings are really important. It's imperative, really, that you look at that bet. You can get the first five innings of the game as a bet all day long. That's the bet you really want to focus on because you've got starters like DeGrom who, who I mean, gosh, he, he put up, what, I think you said he not, he struck out nine Rockies yesterday. I mean, in a, in a row, row. And he struck out 14 total. Yeah, it's I mean, like stuff like that. a seven-inning game and a doubleheader. Right. Stuff like that's crazy where you don't even have to involve the bullpen. Exactly. You don't have to take the money line on the whole game. You can just take the first half of the game, right? So you can take the Mets to win the first half. You can get low scoring in the first half of that game. Um, Yeah, and then the bullpen, you could have a team that has great starting pitching, that that, uh, rotation, and then have a bad bullpen. So I'm with you. That first five innings bet is something to look at. There can be some value to be had when there is starting pitching that is uh, dominant against the opponent, Uh, Steve. And that's one where I'm going to throw us into one more tip that if there is that dominant value kind of stretch where you're going to see a starting pitcher against a number five or a starting pitcher who's really in good form, that first five or even the money line overnight is where you're going to want to try and find that. Try and find that when they first put it out in the first few hours Mm -hmm. when that was released by the books. Uh, Steve, the books at that time, they're just trying to attract business. They put out their initial lines. They want to kind of see where they're going to sway. You can find value at that time before 
the main movement happens before the public shifts those lines. And Steve, that is also where the sharps work, right? So the sharps, yeah, their yeah. edge, um, you can watch for big line movement. So if you see big line movement overnight, that's where you know that, well, I should have caught it last night and I'll learn from that and, and try and catch the, the value as soon as it, as it's published, right, Steve? Yeah, you want to look at those overnight lines as much as you can. You know, teams are playing well. Let's say you're watching a team tonight and they're going to play again tomorrow, the same team. You know, look at the momentum of that game, right? The game that you're watching and how that's going to maybe possibly affect the following game. And to your other point, too, about the bullpens, you know, it's really important to, you know, take a look at a team, whether they're going to win or not, based on the bullpen's ERA, know their recent history, are they on a roll, are they struggling as of late? You know, things like that are really, really important when you're looking at those bullpens. Keith um, and, and you know aside from that too is that um, you know injuries weather you know different quirks of the schedule impacts a season and taking a look at those types of things you know look at games where like I said the number five starter is playing against the number one starter it happens all day long you know sure. those are really good value bets good value betting um, and then we're going to talk about this here in a second, but the underdog. The underdog is really important in Major League Baseball, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. You know, a lot of the times you get your teams like, you know, the Yankees, the Dodgers, um, the Mets, you know, the Braves. You know, these teams are getting minus 150, minus 200, minus 300. Um, but, you know, and, and I want to bring this into my next point, Keith, and talking about, um, you know, home underdogs. In 2019, the home team record was 42 and 38. Okay, I mean, that's for the underdog at home. They're winning these games. Most teams win at home more often than not. 18 of the 30 Major League Baseball teams posted a winning record in 2019 at home. Um, that's something that people don't think about. You're going to get a lot of value on underdogs in Major League Baseball, Keith. Exactly. That's one that is probably one of the main focuses of our podcast part one here today is along with doing your research on the pitchers mm -hmm. we are going to focus today on the underdogs and the value that is had with just the sheer volume of games. Well, and betting against the public. Betting against the public is important. You know, we've talked about that with the NFL season. I think that this is really important with Major League Baseball yeah. too, Keith. Yeah, exactly. The one of the fun things that I found in my research was that if you bet against the public, you know, it just makes sense that that means you're going to be on the side of the books, which right, right. we know the books win more than they lose. So don't you want to be on the side of the books? So you want to bet against the public. The lines are artificially inflated because they know the average Joes, just like us, fall into traps of betting the favorites. I've said before on our first few podcast episodes that I am notorious for this, Steve. I yes, don't know sir. what it is, but I look at those lines, and for some reason, I think that if they're favorite, they've got to win, and you're taking a huge risk by betting on the underdog. But, Steve, what we're seeing is that although that happens, more often than not, those favorites do win. Mm -hmm. It takes you more to actually win money. So 
Right, right. The underdog is going to be... You're really trying to actually not lose your money versus trying to win money, if that makes sense. I mean, you're basically playing to not lose versus playing to win. You know, and that's the the tough thing because, look, predominantly focus on on underdogs getting fewer than 40% of the money line bets in most heavily bet games of the night. Okay, I mean, they've gone 2,239 in 2,873 since 2007. Now, while that is a losing record, they've produced plus 193 units won. And if you're getting plus money, you're making money. You're not. You're playing to win and not playing to to lose. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. That's a huge one. So, you know, big favorites like right now the Dodgers or the Red Sox, you right, might find right. them around – Minus 300. Padres, minus 250, right? I mean. That's going to take three bets to win to avoid losing any money. So it's really hard to well, and, win that. And look at the divisions too, Keith, right? I mean, divisional underdogs are especially victorious in games, okay? I mean, in 2019, the Detroit Tigers, they won 22 of their 47 games against the AL Central division opponents. That's 47% of their overall wins on the entire season. That's a staggering amount. And they lost, what, like 100, 108 games that year or something like that? But they still, plus money, you're making money off of them, right, Keith? Well, that's exactly the key there with baseball is you're going to play a ton of divisional games. So if you can find guys... A road team underdog, which also has a high total in the game of above 8.5 or higher. That's value all day because those teams are going to play hard. There's going to be a lot of runs scored, and you possibly are going to see that underdog win. And Steve, a lot of times these underdogs are familiar with each other, divisional opponents. So there's value to be had. Um, Steve, let's go ahead and kind of wrap this up. Yeah, one last one last point I want to make, and we've touched on this before, is you guys have got to stay away from the parlays and the teasers when it comes to Major League Baseball. Um, I mean, you know, money management is is critical. You know, we'll, we'll talk about bankroll management in future episodes, but you know, staying away from these parlays and these teasers. I mean, look, the public betters get seduced by the massive payouts and love the idea of turning a five dollar bet into a hundred. But the truth of the matter is, is that the books make a killing, Keith, off of parlays. And teasers because they can get away with offering especially unfair odds disguised by those big payouts so i mean it this is people you have to not look at this as i mean listeners you can't look at this as as like a lottery i mean if you're trying to pick three four games it's hard enough as it is to pick one game to go right right keith i mean but now you're trying to pick three four five Oof. games at once I mean, you're throwing your five dollars away. Put that on a home a home team, you know. And and the other thing I want to talk about here, or home underdog, is uh, because we're in Colorado. Look, lots of runs are scored at Coors Field due to the high altitude. This statistic I found is insane, Keith. Six point nine four six point nine four runs are scored per team per game at Coors Field this season so far so you're talking about an over under bet that is i mean what eight 
seven, eight out of ten times is going to hit the over when they're playing at Coors Field. The ball flies out of here. We're at, I mean, it's a mile high city, man. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no altitude. That's awesome. Or, you know, the air is thin here. The ball just flies out of Coors Field. You know, I was at opening day, and I actually put down a couple of units on the over, and I needed to hit 12, and it hit like 14, I think, something like that. And the game, the runs came late, you know. That's just how it is at Coors Field. I think that the Rockies, you know, um, statistically play from behind, but I mean, you're talking about seven runs. The so the average score is going to be 14 runs a game at Coors Field. You guys need to take the over in these games for sure. That's a great little tip, you know. So we talked today, Steve, about researching pitching trends and the pitching, the bullpens, the starting pitching, which leads you into splits stats which leads you into the first five innings bet, which we like. And don't forget about the weather, guys. The weather's a big factor. Colorado is is one. You know, Boston, New York, places like that where it's colder this time of year. You know, the the under's going to hit more often. So really pay attention to those injuries, the weather, you know, different quirks and things like that of the schedule throughout the season. Yep, they talk a lot about that with the weather and and the Mm -hmm. under. Just like the NFL, you know. Is above five to eight miles per hour. Steve, there's yeah, a Wrigley lot of value. Field. Yep, there's a lot of value on underdogs, specifically home underdogs. There's yep. value on divisional underdogs. Absolutely. There's value on betting against the public. And, Steve, and those first five innings too, Keith, like you mentioned before, I think that's big time. I think people, the average Joe doesn't think about a bet like that, Keith. I don't think that they do. I don't think that it comes into play into their mind. They're like picking, you know, a team to go over or under or score so many runs or whatever, but really focus on those first five innings when you've got big aces out on the mound. Pitching wins baseball games. Pitching wins championships. Everybody knows that. And there's a reason for that. And you really got to pay attention to that. Yep, exactly. I think that's a huge key. We've given some major keys, and we will have a part two to our MLB betting strategies. Yes, sir. Where we'll talk about things like reverse line movement, rest advantage, as well as some trends that we've seen, uh, as well as some of our favorites. So, Steve, hey, that was fun talking sports betting with you. Always. Listeners, we genuinely thank you for being here with us. You know, we want you to drive this show. We want to hear from you. My name is Keith Badaris. He is Steve Diamond. We are your morning card. You can send us your questions, discussion topics, your bad beats, your wins. Interact with us on Twitter at your morning card. You can email us directly at yourmorningcard at gmail.com. And we will speak to you again later this week for a part two MLB betting strategies. Yes, sir. Happy to be back, Keith. Yes, sir, Steve. And as always, happy betting and make good choices. Later, y'all.